Hi, and welcome back to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa. Today we have our debrief episode looking at the conversation I had with Bradley Britter on the topic of technological innovation and how it has the power to create new product categories. As always, I'm joined by Gerald Ami and Mark Israel, my co-founders and co-hosts, to discuss this topic in my conversation. So guys, what did you think, Gerald? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for hosting us again. Uh, I'm, I'm always very happy to see uh, Mauritian entrepreneurs and Mauritian-based startups on the show, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, Gift.mu, another, another one, really interesting uh, product. And by the way, I, I personally just discovered it. So mm. I'm sure I will, I will be very soon a, a customer of Gift.mu. Uh, check out their website and everything. Um, really nice to, to hear from, from Bradley. And I have pinned down two, two points, one of which I would like to have your opinion on it, actually. Mm-hmm. But the first one is something that is a recurrent theme that, that many, many seasoned entrepreneurs, those who have had like a couple of ventures, they always come up with that point, is getting the right founding team. My, my main um, advice to you, if you are going into the tech world, you yeah. have to have a technical co-founder by your side and this mm-hmm. person is must be good enough to be able to deliver on a great technology mm-hmm. if you are not uh, trying to go into the tech industry whatever you do i think you need to have a co-founder with you because it's a it's a yeah. it's a dark road it's a long and very difficult road mm-hmm. and often you you need to find solution and and, and and it's so tough and when you don't have people to talk to i mean it, it helps to share uh, the wins and the, the obstacles together that is absolutely key. Mm-hmm. If you want to go, if you want to go the long run, yeah. Um, if we take the example of Bradley, he thankfully quickly identified that if he wants to go, if he wants to run the marathon, uh, mm-hmm. he identified in what industry he is and what is the key factor that he he needs to get aligned which is for him technology and the the first thing he did well i think it's not the first thing he did is like after a couple of trials yeah he got himself on board a technical director a technical Mm co-founder and that applies this is a this is a fundamental truth guys uh for for the aspiring entrepreneurs listening to us Mm -hmm. out there it doesn't matter if you are super good friends with whoever and you bring your friend on board to try to pull out that idea that you have but you need to have complementary skills yeah yeah uh, to really be able to 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 run that marathon which is the entrepreneurial uh, journey yeah uh, if all of you are digital marketers and <laughs> you are in a sphere of uh, technology and you want to do a technological disruption with your product or service, and all of you are super crack at digital marketing, yeah, it's great, but you have a problem. Mm, mm, mm. And you need to be aware of that. And you need to be aware of that and be be honest about it Mm. from the very beginning. And the best is to get complementary skills. Uh, You probably won't find from the get-go a CTO, a COO and, and stuff like that, but you need from the base, from the get-go to, to be aware, like what are, the, what are the critical skills that you need to have in your founding team to be able to run that marathon? Yeah, I completely so, agree. 
And I don't really have much to add to that, but I think when Bradley also discusses that point about finding his technical co-founder and things, he also mentions the other things that come with that, like the ability to talk to someone about the project, the ability to be motivated by that other person. And, you know, these are the added elements that come on top of that core, core need to just have expertise in that area that you are lacking in. So I completely agree yeah. with you, Gerald, and I think it is yeah. a, it's a great point. Yeah, and then the uh, another one, and this, this Mark uh, himself have pointed it out in a couple of episodes uh, back. Um, I remember, Mark, when you were saying with your other ventures with uh, African Business Network, you were saying that you, base, you guys basically do not consider uh, one-man shows because mm. Uh, one man show doesn't doesn't run the marathon, you know. Uh, it's, yeah. it's it's way too difficult. And um, as you say, Jason, it's it's always good to be able to bounce your business idea with your co-founders, and it's good to have co-founders. Mm -hmm. But you've got to have the good co-founding team structure. Yeah. So yeah, hundred yeah. percent agree with you. Uh, and the other thing which I would like your opinion on that is that when he says raising money um, raise more than you think uh, I was quite lucky I raised uh, a pretty decent amount of fair fair seed capital in the beginning without this I would probably be out of business now this kept mm -hmm. me uh, in business and I, I would think and I think now I, I don't have enough money at the moment we're talking I think I should have raised even more and we are actually thinking of getting a second seed round from my investors So I, I, I think uh, raising more money than what you think you need is a mess because yeah. it, it will allow you to make mistakes. Yeah, uh, I'm a bit perturbed by that because I have always been in the mindset like you need to know exactly how much money you need to raise to, mm. to finance your, your whatever stage of uh, growth your company is in. I'm always like you need to know to the the finest detail like actually how much money you need and where that money will go mm -hmm. uh, but he has a different approach he's like you yeah give yourself a little bit more of cushion so i would like to have your opinion on that guy yeah i think um uh for me before we pass over to the 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 expert on funding and guys if you haven't caught that episode of mark talking about uh the the angel network he set up please uh check it out it, it's on the list and you can go back and listen to it some great advice there but yes um i think i i i, I actually see both sides i see what you're saying gerald and i think it is so important to show that you are very conscious about exactly where every penny is going how you're going to spend it and everything but to bradley's point i think it is also important to understand that you might not always know. And I think the key bridge between the two is having a contingency and planning for that contingency. So in your funding budget, you may allocate 80% of it, but you keep 20% for contingency because at the end of the day, we know that most of the time, plans don't go exactly accordingly. But by budgeting oh, yeah. for that contingency, at least you have a cushion. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Mark. Well... I've got a couple of thoughts there. Um, I think to come back on the co-founder piece, um, mm -hmm. I think that the uh, the example he was giving with uh, outsourcing a white-labeled uh, solution uh, did not work. Um, and I think that's a well, that's a great piece of advice to everybody. Is that yeah. 
Because on one side, many people think that, hey, if I don't have to develop everything from scratch, I will go faster by either going for an, a, an existing solution or a white label solution, um, and I will customize a little bit and, and voila. Um, you need to do your due diligence. And I think that the example he gave was, well, you know, because he did not have so much knowledge of technology, mm-hmm. he thought about, he made assumptions and the yeah. assumptions proved wrong. Yeah. Okay. And that's, and I think that's, that's unfortunate, of course. Well, he was lucky because he had burned cash, but he had good investors backing mm-hmm. him up. So that was good. But that could really drag you down and, and you close shop very quickly. And that means that, and it, it actually it was a segue to, hey, we need somebody who can talk technology. Yeah. Because we tend to think, and many, many non-technological people, you know, how many times you hear somebody saying, oh, it's just that. Ah, that, that should be easy. You know, you set up a web server and then you develop a couple of pages and voila, and, and you're, you've done Airbnb. <laughs> Really? If it was that well, easy, yeah. If only. Yeah, that that doesn't work really like that. You know, when the example I'm giving is that um, the simple simple thing that looks simple of mm-hmm. Amazon. You know, when you go to Amazon.com and when you search for a product, you now you've got this thing at the bottom saying, "Well, other people who've purchased that product also purchased this and this and this and this." Mm-hmm. That looks pretty pretty simple. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. If you can, if you do that at random, it's very simple. But if you do that at random, it will drive no result at all. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, what those guys have done is it's, there is a lot of intelligence behind that and artificial intelligence in, in mm-hmm. that case. There's a lot of intelligence. They're, they're already crossing a lot of data points and blah, 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 and the whole thing. And so, and up to a point that it, it amounts. Now, the additional products that you put in your basket amounts to a very fair share of the global revenue of Amazon. Okay, it's something in the vicinity of fifteen to twenty percent. You know, it's it's a, it's yeah. a common number here, which which is massive. You know, think about an an, uh, uh, an industry that that you know goes around twenty percent net profit. Well, if you add another twenty percent to that, that's wow, that's a yeah. lot of money. So and so things that look simple, actually, the simpler they look, the, the more difficult they are. Yeah. And the tougher and the more expensive and everything and blah blah blah. So, so the, and and that led him to say, well, we we need we need somebody. We need somebody. We need a CTO. Somebody who can talk technology. And and I've seen that in in the startups. You know, in many startups that that I'm coaching or that I've, I'm I've seen in the, in the in the incubation phase is, mm-hmm. and in many cases where you don't have a technical co-founder, yeah, you're in deep shit. Okay, yeah. it it will be very difficult. Either you will lose your code uh, or the guys will keep the code and, and will use it for something else. Um, so, you know, we may think that people are nice. Well, most are, but they're really big. No, and I, I'm not going to say the word. Uh, <laughs> I, I, would like to, I would like to piggyback on, on what you said, Mark. I also think that you, you shorten the learning curve and, mm-hmm. and probably time to market when you have a technical uh, co-founder on board or, or you have a technical person that you have already locked in on board if you are if you are going to use technology so yeah yeah, yeah I, I agree with that and, and on to your, both your points I think there's an added dimension I think you lightly touch on it but um, not only are you able to 
shorten that learning curve and uh, you know get to market and do your little customizations better to fit your your customer and get that traction but at the end of the day all the work you do let's say for me validating with your customer with a white label solution great i actually think that is a good thing to do because you would spend sure. less time developing it and everything less money probably um but when you are actually going out and spending so much time effort and everything to get these customers yeah you need to own the solution that you're providing because the only way to scale that is to own that solution and and that's where i think there's that added extra bit where it is really important to have a co-founder who's technical in that sense because you need yeah. to own the code in order to be able to actually make it a huge success because if you don't necessarily own it then it's much more difficult to scale yeah no completely i think it's right and and it's a it's a good way to mvp your your yeah. thing you take yeah. something that exists um and, and and that's why actually you know you can Honestly, and and I, you know, I, I would if I were well, I, I cannot say if I were because I'm I'm doing those kind of things myself myself as well. I'm testing the the, the water sometimes with uh, um, with new technologies and and I'm using you know whether it's WordPress or or any platform like that 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 creates. It may not be perfect. It may not be yeah. able to to leverage to the level that you wish. Um, but there are many many very successful businesses that work on completely common platforms like that yeah, yeah. so sometimes you know you can start with it you can probably leave a couple of years with it before jumping into a wider broader deeper kind of solution mm -hmm. um now i just want to come back as well on, on the point that jihad was mentioning about this uh this uh well you know you need to raise more money um easier said than done mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so, so i think that on one point it, it you know, Bradley was very lucky to get deep pocket friends um, that could fund him in the first thing, and then basically supported him while he was going through, you know, deep shit. Um, now, yeah, you could always ask for more, but I got an example. Um, now, I'm seeing, you know, a company which is which want to wants to raise it wants to raise a, a huge sum of money. Of money. And of course, they want to to raise that sum of money because they want to do more things that they intended to do. And honestly, I the feedback I give them is that, well, if you can, so be it. Great for you. But to me, it doesn't sound like you've got you've got a good strategy. We don't know really what you're going to do with your money. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe maybe it's not about raising more money. It's about well, you know, let's say I want to raise I don't know two hundred thousand um, dollars. But let's say I you know. Not raising two hundred, I'm going to raise four hundred. So you can you can try raising four hundred, but you say, well, we need two hundred now, okay? Or we need one hundred now, one hundred and six months, and and a provision to raise another two hundred in two years. Let's say, yeah, okay. So if that if that's okay, and if we get to those milestones, then so it's a no risk for no, for 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 anybody. So the investors may think about it. Okay, why not? Okay, we may think about it. So we'll do our due diligence. But raising upfront a bigger pot, I have I've never heard actually yeah. somebody who raised too much <laughs> or so much yeah. that they can leave. Oh, you know, cool. No, yeah. you, need, yeah. you need to put some skin in the game. Honestly, sweat equity. The word was not invented. Okay, it's a reality. <laughs> put some sweats, boys. Um, 
I, I, I feel you on that one. Um, and you, you, you mentioned about um, Bradley and that, uh, you know, he, he spoke about his first seed investors and how they were able to, to give him the money for him to quit his job and, and start uh, his program. Not only, I feel, not only was he, of course, luck is, is relative, but not only was he um, quite lucky to get that, I, I also think that the type of person he got in the sense that they had the understanding and knowledge to, to know that, okay, he needs a bit more money, that's okay because he's, he's failed. Well, not necessarily failed, but he had to um, pivot from using a white label to, to uh, developing his, his, his own software or his own solution. I think the investors there showed a lot of um, startup understanding. And I don't think that's always the case. So it can be difficult to, to bridge and re-raise um, without knowing that it is a possibility to, to lose it. So um, I definitely think they, there was some luck in that aspect as well, or that the investors he has are, are really good investors because they were willing to bridge and, and put more money in to, to ensure that he was able to make that uh, change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great gentlemen. Well, I thank you so much again for, for your time. And, and uh, this, is, this is a topic that, that I do love and, and I, I know we could all discuss for ages. Um, but uh, I really appreciate you guys and your perspectives uh, coming from both sides. Uh, thank you very much to our audience. Uh, and like we say, uh, please catch Bradley's episode. It was a great one. And also we mentioned uh, Mark's episode on funding. So those are some good ones to go back on. As always, you've been listening to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa. I'm Jason Delory, and I was joined by Gerald Ami and Mark Israel. We thank you, and we hope that you give us five stars on your podcast listening app. Stay tuned and catch you next week. <laughs>